<laughs> I think Paul's back, guys. <laughs> yeah, I have to make it really clear when I'm back by just breathing heavily into the microphone. Yeah, and lots of just like moving around size. Like, yeah. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> oh, I gotta get settled in here. I've barely left the apartment for the last few days because I've been like sick this week. And then I worked from home today. So I've been spending a lot of time on a headset in my apartment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you been uh, like a cold? Like, uh, is it a sinus thing or is it? I think, yeah, I think that's all it is. It's starting to clear up. I got, I got these. Use that that Pepsi Max Netty pot, right? Yeah. I just pour it, (laughs) pour it right through and it, uh, then it makes me forget about the congestion. <laughs> it's, it's still there, but, but it's it's not my biggest problem anymore. Good times. Great oldies. Ninety-four point one. <laughs> That's right. I went way back. <laughs> but uh, hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name's Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace, and today we have one special guest with us, and his name is Paul Wilcox. Welcome to the show, Paul. Great to be here. Hey, so uh, everyone will humor me for a second. We always do. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Woo! <laughs> 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 Mm. See, I was uh, I was sick on New Year's, so I had this bottle of Welch's sparkling non-alcoholic white grape juice cocktail that I didn't get a chance to to open, and so now I've just opened. Oh, nice. Yeah. So is it uh, not officially the New Year until now for you that you haven't done that? <laughs> no, I just needed an excuse to open the bottle. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, as I think we discussed uh, earlier, I, I was sick over New Year's. So how was so. the is the uh sparkling white grape juice you said yeah it's not bad um it may have actually gone a little flat mm. it's no nah, it's not as carbonated as i want yeah. it to be I think. didn't sound flat mm. sounded delicious yeah are you sure you didn't give it too hard of a pour for radio yeah. oh, maybe. <laughs> and it's best by july 21st 2019 so this is probably a problem on my end yeah. rather than welch's that's why you always have the backup bottle for pouring for sound, and then <laughs> then the other bottle for drinking. Uh, yeah. I have a soda stream exclusively for to break down the cost of my <laughs> sound effects budget. Yeah, there's no way that's or more expensive than just buying <laughs> cans and bottles. But uh, yeah, one of the things I did not get to do on the previous podcast because I was still heavily congested and thus couldn't taste anything is a very special edition of the Gobeski Chocolate Report. Ooh, I'm excited. So you should be. I actually have three candies, chocolates here, uh, two of which I believe are limited editions, so probably are, well, you can't find anymore if they're any good. No. (laughs) And then uh, I've got one that uh, doesn't say it's a limited edition, so maybe it'll be around for a bit. So, uh, but let's start with the limited edition Twix White. Twix White. This is, a, this is a Twix bar, but with white chocolate wow. instead of regular chocolate. That sounds pretty good. So here's the, the wrapping. 
And uh, it, it looks like a, a Twix bar with white chocolate instead of dark chocolate. If you can picture such a thing, it smells fine. So now I'm going to take a bite. And uh, I would say it tastes more or less exactly how you'd expect it to taste. Mm. So, um, hmm. Actually, I think because the white chocolate tends to be a sweeter chocolate, it's actually combining with the caramel to make it actually really very sweet. Yeah, that would have been my my guess is that just would add an extra layer of sweetness that was not necessary. Yeah, I mean, I imagine. Hold on, let me wash this down with some Welch's. <laughs> Our new <laughs> cleanse the palate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's taking a minute to go down. It's oh. <laughs> a, a lot of caramel in there. Mm. But uh, yeah, I imagine if you were a white chocolate fan, you'd just probably be like, yay, cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're not, like, I don't know that I'm the biggest white chocolate fan. So for me, this was just kind of, eh. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Probably give it like a eh, six out of 10. So that's mm-hmm. my first chocolate is Twix White Limited Edition. So you, you don't think they tweaked anything else about the bar? You think they just swapped the chocolates? I think they just swapped the chocolates and then probably just promoted it on, you know, like uh, Daily Stormer and stuff just to get that alt-right <laughs> for the Twix white. You know what? What I imagine at the factory is just there's a there's like one of those train track switchers on the conveyor belt that can either go towards the white chocolate or the dark chocolate or the <laughs> or the milk chocolate. So I don't think it's hard yeah. on their end. You just, you just flip the switch. <laughs> Like well, at least they didn't uh, they didn't go for the oops white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, we forgot to add this... the chocolate to this chocolate. <laughs> oh, weird. Uh, all right, so first of all, this doesn't have the left right nonsense that Twix has been doing lately. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, I think just they a... just stopped that. Oh, good. It's just a candy foster my apartment extra, Just a foster extra dissent and discord <laughs> and the united states <laughs> but i'm looking at this and it actually says it's a product of germany oh what do you know so i uh i retract any alt-right uh claims i made <laughs> I, I assume germany is not pandering to the alt-right <laughs> so that's my first chocolate my second chocolate uh i think may have actually shown up before but i've never tried it and that is the m&m's white peppermint chocolate candies so i don't know have you guys had these i think so maybe in past years it sounds familiar but i can't uh yeah i can't say for sure all right yeah i may have like just hearing it makes me think "Ooh, delicious but then i feel suddenly sick so i feel like i've definitely eaten a lot of (laughs) all right well i can't get into the bag oh there we go (laughs) Show's over, everybody. <laughs> I was trying to open it like a potato chip bag, but I apparently needed to tear it like the salad dressing packet in a pre-made salad. Oh. Uh, all right. So, well, he's a big boy. It's uh, probably about the size of a... Uh, it's probably like... It's bigger than a regular M&M, but it's smaller than like a peanut butter M&M, but it's closer to the peanut butter M&M size. Oh, Taking a bite. They're medium thick. Yeah. And, wow. Tastes like white peppermint with a little bit of chocolate in there it's pretty good um the only disadvantage is it's got that kind of chemically peppermint taste you know Mm. like when you bite into like the soft mints peppermints and there's that slight aftertaste that's what these have oh Oh, okay that's a plus if you ask oh okay all right (laughs) great so yeah 
I, those are fine. I'd probably give those a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Do you think you could eat the whole bag and not feel sick from all I the? I guess mint? we're gonna find out over the course <laughs> of this podcast. But. Okay. <laughs> so hold on, let me cleanse my palate some more. All right. Uh, just learned that peppermint and white grape don't go together. <laughs> no kidding. Hmm. <laughs> oh, no. oh, by the way, they're white peppermint because it's white chocolate. I, I didn't mention that. Instead of a chocolate, you know, between the candy and the center, it's a white chocolate. Hmm. Okay. Oh, so. All right. And then my third one is the one that I've actually seen around for a bit. This is the Hershey's Gold Peanuts and Pretzels Bar. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So if I, like I a, won't spoil it for you. Pack. But I have had that one. Yes. Wait, why are you eating chocolates not on the podcast? Uh, because I needed I needed chocolate and it was there and I couldn't wait. All right, I guess it's a that's treat a for myself. Wouldn't you rather have it be a treat for the listener? You know what you should do is next time pull out your phone and record yourself, and we'll just edit it in <laughs> <laughs> in the checkout line. Like I'm holding like up the I whole line as I'm eating it. in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> He gets mad when you start talking when you go in there. It's like, oh, uh, we, I see we've got a, uh, a story from our chocolate correspondent, Charlie Wallace. Let's go to Charlie Wallace. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, I'm here in the, uh, in the break room at University of Wisconsin-Madison Hospital. I'm about to bite into this Hershey's Gold Bar. Who microwave fish in here? Oh, All right, so it's uh, I've opened it up. It's a very unappetizing color. Um, it kind of looks like congealed vomit, honestly. <laughs> but uh, smells nice. It doesn't smell like congealed vomit. It smells like peanuts. So uh, let's uh, let's let's bite in. Hmm. Hmm. That's not bad, I guess. It's a Mister Good bar, except someone's uh, replaced the chocolate with peanut butter chocolate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Now, did you notice the the different form of the bar? The different form of the bar. Yeah. At least the one I had was different. You mean the layout? Yeah, the layout of the little bars. It's like two, one, two, one. Yeah, it's like some of them are vertical and some of them are horizontal. Maybe they do that with yeah. regular ones, but I this seemed original to me. I assume that was just some sort of uh, king size, because I got a king size bar here. Oh, probably. Some sort, some sort of king size nonsense. A be- better form factor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. How yeah. can we make this look bigger without giving people more? If I recall, it kind of tasted like peanut brittly, except not crunchy. <laughs> this was kind of unusual. Yeah. I'm not really getting the pretzel very much. I don't know. I think in my head, I was sort of expecting something closer to like a take five. Mm. And this did not provide that. So, I mean, it's okay. I'd probably still give it seven out of ten. Okay. Okay. I don't know that I'd go out of my way to find it. Like, it's not like a Ruffles all-dressed potato chip, but, uh, you know, if this was my only option, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine, right? You're not going to reject it just out of hand, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not a payday. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Turns out I'm a chocolate guy. What can I say? <laughs> uh, let me wash that down with some Welch's. That might work a little bit better than the last one. Uh, Welch's family farmer owned. <laughs> no other slogans on this. <laughs> I guess there's this Welch's contains sulfites to maintain flavor and freshness. 
but yeah, it's it's been so long. We have so much to talk about. Oh yeah, like yes, yes, the, uh, we do. We, for instance, have a cruise news non-emergency. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ring the non-emergency bell. <laughs> <laughs> which is to say that like forever ago ted cruz tweeted out zodiac killer things did we not talk about that how did we not talk about that you were too busy saying we couldn't have podcasts because you had like a social life or something which i don't understand but okay (laughs) so that's all i just wanted to mention make sure that that didn't go by without mention Which was, I mean, that was him playing a joke, right? Or was it one of his staffers uh, playing a hilarious knows. joke? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. thought it was like an intentional him, yeah, him making a joke. He just. Yeah, it was in reference to meme. something. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it's no Moon Pie Twitter account, right? But mm. it's something, I guess. It's a sort of joke that if you weren't Ted Cruz, it might be slightly amusing. But it's kind of weird. Well, when you're so Ted Cruz, it's amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm downgrading this Twix white to like a five. What is this after having the grape juice? Is that coloring the yeah. flavor of it? Well, then I bit into the second bar, and I'm like, "This is no good." <laughs> is, this, is Moon is this Moon Pie Twitter real? Yeah, that's the is... that is the official Moon Pie account. This is awesome. <laughs> that's pretty good. You might have to describe it to me because I haven't. I'm not there right now. Um, it's well. basically imagine if your official Twitter account was run by like a 19 year old boy. Okay. <laughs> so two days ago, uh, Moon Pie posts, "How did this happen?" and then shows a picture of like their total number of tweets. And it's sixty nine, sixty nine. Well, I just remember there was one that was something like boss just stopped in and asked how it was going. And I said, just promoting Moon Pie on Twitter as always. So he's going to be real surprised when he reads this one or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a real thing from 2017. Wow. And uh, this is this is late stage capitalism right right here. <laughs> uh, late stage humanity, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> given given the news that just happened here on today on uh, January 25th, 2018 regarding the doomsday clock. Oh yeah. Oh, we we added 30 man. seconds, but I don't remember how far away. Oh, no, we we lost 30 minutes. seconds. 2 minutes oh, to midnight. Now two minutes to midnight. Yeah. Oh, I just imagine time going forward. You don't want forward. to get to midnight, Charlie. You want to get away from midnight. <laughs> but something exciting is going to happen. The wrong party happens when you get to midnight. <laughs> we don't drink Welch's grape juice. I mean, <laughs> I guess you you drink it as your final meal. <laughs> uh, also, two days ago, the Oscar nominations. For the movies from yes. 2017 came out, and there was one yes, big surprise. Less depressing news. <laughs> uh, one of the films that was nominated for Best Animated Feature was The Boss Baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I don't, I wasn't expecting. I mean, I guess people appreciated it as much as we did. <laughs> uh, I guess, or somebody got paid off. <laughs> 
Well, we haven't seen this one, but it sounds funny. Let's vote we for that. We haven't seen the boss baby? Oh, no, that's... <laughs> you, you mean the voter. Yeah, the voter. <laughs> Not us, because we've seen the boss baby. Yeah, it would be in best picture category if it were us voting. Come on. <laughs> Let's just say I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously didn't go to business school. Anyway. Is that the Ted is that the cruise news non emergency sound? <laughs> say I'm the boss. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boss baby got a nomination. Uh I think the thing that I noticed that was perhaps more striking was that that got a nomination and your name didn't. Oh, I was trying to think of another animated yeah. one that I would have put in there and that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is a shame because I saw, uh, I think it was, it wasn't it kind of an odd series of circumstances that basically meant like the timing was really bad. So basically the Academy didn't have the exposure to it that they should have had. Uh, I guess I don't know anything about the behind the scenes stuff. I just know that it was in the eligibility period, right? And like it showed in theaters in the summer and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you see it? I did not. I wasn't really showing anywhere nearby at like a time that was like useful for me. So I was just going to wait until it showed up on streaming or, you know, saw the, the physical media at, the, at a good price or something. Because I heard amazing things. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Oh. So Enough that uh, I've, you know, wa- rewatched it since. Obviously not as good as uh, The Boss Baby. Clearly. No, well, I no. mean, it's not it's not even close. It's almost not even the same category, you know. It's like apples and and golden apples. <laughs> Hershey's golden apples. <laughs> yeah, in all seriousness, uh, the Boss Baby doesn't seem like an Academy Award nominee. <laughs> Having watched this movie several times, <laughs> all the things we liked about it were. I'm not sure intentionally supposed to be as amusing as we thought they were. Right. And when viewed not from that angle, we were actually pretty critical of it, I remember. Uh, I think it's just problematic in terms that its plot requires a certain level of suspension of disbelief <laughs> that is perhaps greater than other movies. Yeah. I mean, I mean maybe we that probably... says more about us as an audience than it does about their willingness to force us to suspend our disbelief well having watched it a number of times i feel like (laughs) we should have the conversation of how much of it do you think actually happened versus was just in tim templeton's memory or imagination rather Hmm. right because the more i watch it the more i think it really just is him having a very overactive imagination yeah i can see that and i think the thing that clinches it for me is there's a moment where Tim has a audio tape recording of the babe, boss baby talking to the other babies. And uh, the other babies are trying to get it back from him in the backyard. And, and at one point, the boss baby grabs it and is in like a police car or something. And Tim's like holding on a dear life, trying to like get into the car, at which point you cut away to the parents looking at it and it's just the baby slowly pedaling and then tim just letting himself be dragged through the dirt slowly Mm -hmm. it's like that moment for me is like okay this has got to be just like all in his head right right the parents are perceiving it very differently than the viewer 
Well, unless I guess it could be like a Calvin and Hobbes situation, right? Where maybe it really is happening, but the the parents no longer have the imagination to see it or, you know, whatever interpretation of Calvin and Hobbes you want to go with, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is kind of interesting because they don't do that any other times in the movie, do they? Uh, I feel like there's one moment uh, where it kind of might be the case, although I don't know if I could tell you offhand. I just remember having a feeling the last time watching going like, oh, okay, there's another moment that could potentially, uh, is this the real world uh, poking through or whatever? So Tim is telling the story, but what about the part where they went to the Las Vegas Convention Center with the bachelorette party? Like, did the kid make that up? That's kind of weird. Or did the Uh, adult make it up to tell it in a story to a child, which is also weird? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think the story is set in, like, the late 70s or something, uh, based on, like, you know, the technology. And there's, like, a couple license plates that say, like, 78, 79, something like that. Uh, but since it is Tim telling this the story, I think I'm willing to bet he's just conflating the memory of the time period with his memory of seeing the movie Porky's <laughs> a few years later and just trying to spice it up a bit. Well, that's true. And also, the Glengarry Glenn Ross reference, he would have well, had to have been making he- that up, right? Because... Oh, I then think the a, plot I think would have Glenn taken. Gary Glenn Ross is referencing the Boss Baby. <laughs> well, I guess that could be true. <laughs> David Mamet overheard these babies talking. Is that yeah. what happened? <laughs> well, it turns out he was one of them. Oh, well, that's it. He's uh, he, he's he's the big, the big, uh, the beefy kind of dumb one. <laughs> Baby Mamet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becomes more eloquent as an adult, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I uh, Alec Baldwin to me now is so like connected to like his time as Jack Donaghy and Thirty Rock, and then like his recent commercials and stuff for Capital One or whatever it is that I saw him in something from like nineteen ninety one where he looks young, but like that voice, the same voice comes out of him. I had a really hard time like reconciling like that <laughs> voice coming out of young Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, I better just close my eyes and picture Jack Donaghy because otherwise I'm not getting through this. <laughs> it's like a CG version of him. <laughs> the weird Uncanny Valley thing going on. It's like, that's not right. <laughs> I think I just turn young young Alec Baldwin in my mind into Stephen Baldwin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> young Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> well, he's always... There is no old Stephen Baldwin, and there is no young Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Are you saying they're the same Baldwin? <laughs> yeah. Just at some point, they switched places. Yeah. <laughs> Something else we were supposed to talk about. Well, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Oh, yes, no, I'm. I uh, I remember what it is now. Let me finish eating this bite of Hershey's Gold. That I just took a bite of. Mm. Okay, so this this story comes from Doug, who couldn't be with us today because I think he's bowling or something. Mm. But uh, he wanted it to pass it along, and uh, he got this from a hard OCP who got it from TechCrunch, I think. But apparently, in 2014. Uh, 50 Cent released an album, and uh, one of the ways he accepted payment for this album was Bitcoin, oh. where he 
he got apparently about a total of about 700 bitcoins for the album uh, from various people, right? Uh, so at the time, that was about $460,000. At which point, he apparently completely forgot that he had done this. <laughs> <laughs> Went through bankruptcy proceedings in 2015, and apparently someone checked, and the value of Bitcoin was actually lower at that point than when he sold the album. So he wouldn't have had to worry about like adding that into the bankruptcy stuff. Huh. He actually had lost money at that point. But subsequently, Bitcoin has gone way up, right? And he apparently just remembered he had this and checked. And it's apparently he has about $7.7 million worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's like finding a, finding like a 20 in your jacket pocket or something. Oh, this is nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so his Twitter was apparently full of things of just like... Uh, don't mean to brag, but I'm totally bragging because uh, apparently I have $7.7 million worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that story is from Doug. Thank you, Doug, for your submission. And uh, then the other big news, since apparently this is all my news at the moment. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I should have prepared. Uh, okay. Have we even talked about Christmas presents yet? I think you missed that one, but you yeah. can do. You can throw in your. What'd you get for Christmas, Paul? Oh, okay. Well, because I'm really excited. I've wanted to share it for a while. <laughs> I got the uh, Saturn V Lego set. Whoa! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is sweet. I'll send you a picture. Yeah. Um, but it is. It is rad. I, uh, it's. I don't I know how much it. you've seen it, but it's really pretty cool. I basically just see it when like uh, io9 occasionally posts a thing that's like back in stock at Amazon updated yeah. it's sold out. <laughs> that's what gave me the idea and then yeah. my parents were like I don't, we don't know what to get for you and I'm like well you couldn't get me this awesome lego set. <laughs> and and my mom was like okay well I'll see what your dad thinks and then she was like yeah I asked him there was no hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> He's a grown adult. If that's what he wants, fine. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. took me a few days to put together, nice. put it Got together it. while watching, uh, watching the moon machines documentary on, uh, YouTube, a five part series about, uh, various pieces of equipment from the Apollo mission. Gotcha. Oh. I watched from the earth to the moon once. Does that count as for anything? The, uh, the HBO miniseries. Oh Yeah. I would, I would think so. I, I haven't seen that. But, oh yeah, uh, I recommend it. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, produced, I think, by Tom Hanks. Oh, it's nice. basically like a lightly fictionalized version of basically the Apollo program from like Apollo One to Apollo Seventeen. Oh, sounds sounds right up my alley. And the neat thing is, when they get to Apollo Thirteen, at that point, the movie Apollo Thirteen had already come out. So the Apollo Thirteen episode is basically entirely from the ground. Oh, and just like nice. what did people think about how Apollo 13 was going, and like how did the wives feel, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, so it was cool. I, I recommend it. Yeah, I definitely have seen that Lego set and kind of thought about it. Uh, except we just recently used our Christmas money to buy a Wii U. Oh, nice. How's that so, going for you? Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, it probably doesn't hurt that I always have like a very strong fondness or affection or maybe just interest in you know failed video game systems mm -hmm. <laughs> like i always find the failed systems almost more neat than like the successful ones 
Because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, NES had lots of great games, fine, whatever, right? But, you know, what was on the Sega Master System? Right. It's you like know, you're what just, did the Sega Saturn offer over, like, the PlayStation? Yeah. It's like you're discovering something that other people other people don't know. Yeah. It's like digging for treasure. Yeah. Those, or, you know, like, those what, gems. What, what's actually worth playing on the Atari Jaguar? Hmm. Uh, and there's a few games. You know, there's, yeah, they all, they got to exist on just on almost every system but you know yeah i can only think of like a couple systems where it's just like yeah there's nothing worth playing on this thing like the socrates edutainment system i'm not sure that counts i'm not sure any (laughs) edutainment systems count (laughs) i mean i actually had a lot of fun on that as a child so uh i i can't uh complain i just remember my father my brother and me having a collective freak out the first time the socrates thing on the screen uh, his head lifts up and rotates 360 degrees like the exorcist. <laughs> and we were all just like, ah! <laughs> and it was supposed to be, I think, a good thing. Like, you've solved every puzzle or whatever. Here's the head rotating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I had bought a Wii U when it came out, I think I probably would have been justifiably annoyed at like how little support it got and how little there is to play on it relative Mm -hmm. particularly when you're just like oh well if i had just you know waited a little bit i could have gotten like a ps4 or an xbox one and i could actually be playing next gen titles instead of this like halfway house between 360 and xbox one kind of thing yeah but uh buying it sort of in retrospect and saying yeah there's probably only like a dozen games worth playing on this and they're all like mario and zelda pretty much um I actually find it. I really appreciate it. I particularly appreciate the the Wii U gamepad, the tablet. Oh yeah. First of all, it turns out that I really enjoy just being able to take the tablet into the bedroom and just play like Earthbound Beginnings on it or something, you know, off Virtual Console, rather than having to like be tied to the console and the TV. And nice. I think particularly now that we've seen like the Switch and stuff, like the Wii U, I think makes more sense perhaps in retrospect. And maybe it did at the time it first came out. Yeah. Like, like, oh, a tablet. What? It's like every every once in a while, Nintendo just tries something a little too early. Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. Like the Virtual Boy or. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. The, uh, you know, some of those like Famicom disk drive things that never made it to the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah. What uh, are you going to get Breath of the Wild? for it i have it oh nice so so here's what happened right i got a bunch of money for christmas christmas day i go on the gamestop website just to see if like okay are there any like switches in stock near me maybe i'll get a switch i was like well there's no switches but we're having a deal where you can get a pre-owned wii u plus a copy of breath of the wild for like 140 bucks nice i was like all right sign me up so i got it fully expecting it that because it was a used wii u that it'd be a used you know just the disc of breath of the wild and when i got it it turned out to actually be a brand new unopened copy of breath of the wild nice but uh i i was about to play it and then i felt bad that i'd never actually beaten skyward sword for the wii uh the last zelda game. oh yeah and i was like well i i guess i'm gonna play skyward sword now <laughs> so, so i've been working on that recently uh i, I have no idea how far in i am because on any Zelda game, right? It looks like you're like, oh, I've almost completed this game. Oh, P.S. Here's like a thousand more things you need to do yeah. now that we've unlocked a new part of the, the map or the a little progress screen or whatever. So it's yeah. hard enough. 
I love buying a game that you're really excited about. So then you go home and hurry up and finish the game that's still in the system. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't usually do, but I actually did that just this past week with, uh, I bought Horizon Zero Dawn for the PS4. So I had to beat Gravity Rush Remastered. (laughs) Which thankfully, it's not a very long game. But, uh, you know, I felt proud of myself for actually doing that because I just sit on a big pile of unfinished games. Yeah, I know. For real. Um, But, uh, hold on. I'm eating some more Hershey's Gold. Just trying to power through. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, I got an email on probably like January 1st, maybe January 2nd from PlayStation from Sony saying, here's your uh, PlayStation year interview. It was something like you started your PlayStation journey in September. (laughs) (laughs) Your most frequently played game was Katamari forever. You earned most of your trophies this year in September. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, this is kind of cheesy, but I'm actually really enjoying it because I never got anything like this from Xbox. Yeah, I actually really like those uh, things they send out, but I kind of wish that uh, that like, is there a way to see these stats not just in the year in review email? I don't know. Apparently, I played 296 hours on of PS4 last year, or I guess PlayStation is probably counting all the Vita and ps3 too yeah so i played 300 hours of dengen ropa (laughs) (laughs) oh 70 hours of final fantasy 15 or yeah 15 60 hours of Gun rompa and 48 (laughs) hours of near automata Ah, i've heard that's good yes that is another (laughs) game that i actually finished and i really enjoyed it so have I told the story about the worst movie-going experience I've ever had in a theater? Ooh, I don't know uh, that you have. When did this happen? So this happened... When did Blade Runner 2049 come out? Back in September? Or was it October? I had gone to see that one of the first nights that it opened. And Car wasn't particularly interested in it. So I went and saw it. I loved it. And then I told Car about it. It's like, you really need to go see this movie sometime. And then the next day, she was like, all right, let's go see it right now. And I'm like, okay, I'll go see it again. I really enjoyed it that much. So um, many, many things went, <laughs> went wrong in this experience. Uh, the first one was not worth mentioning too much, except that it's from the day I had watched it to the very next day. So it must have been maybe a week into its run. It had changed theaters yeah. from a very large screen theater to one across the hall, which was much, much smaller, which was kind oh, of disappointing. So like, there's so like, there's only two rows. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, people aren't interested in seeing this one anymore, so we're going to put it in the the smaller capacity theater. So that was a little disappointing. But um, when we got in, we started, you know, the movie started up and there were two particular fellows that were kind of sitting diagonally to us, but in front that kept um, kept talking during the entire movie. And they were whispering to each other and we couldn't figure out what they were whispering to each other. And one of the guys, I thought that guy was the other guy. No, it very much seemed like they were whispering about something that had nothing to do with the movie. And then the first guy gets up, walks to the bathroom, comes back. And then about five minutes later, he gets up again, walks to the bathroom and walks back. And then maybe 10 minutes later, he does the same thing like a third time. So we can't figure out exactly what's going on this two, with these two. We figured okay. eventually that... So so I'm, I'm really regretting eating the, uh, the, the, the Taco Bell box of tacos all by myself. 
I'm trying to hold it, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> oh, it's okay, dude. You just this movie's awesome. You gotta hold it. Okay, I'm gonna try to hold it. I can't hold it. I gotta go. I, uh, okay, I'm going. I should have never got the nacho cheese smoothie from the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm 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 back. I'm back. What I what did I miss? What happened? Oh well, so you see that guy? He thinks that he's actually a human, not a replicant. Oh, wow, no way. I, I got to go back for round two. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if, that, that's what, if that's what happened, I would have found that amusing more than anything. But uh, we're pretty sure the guys were both high, which is, okay, that's fine if you want to go to the movie theater. <laughs> Hi, uh, that's no problem with me as long as you're not talking during the entire movie. So it's one of the two times in my life I've actually yelled at people in the theater for talking. The first Wait, time what was the other time. Uh, the other time was at um, it was at one of the paranormal activity amazing. movies, which again, <laughs> which again, you know, like that's that's a horror movie, so it's okay if people react to it. But these were clearly teenagers who were texting and talking about not the movie and could have been uh, anywhere so else. It wasn't like the experience of like, don't go through that door. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are you doing? That's fine. I don't mind that. Yeah. Those experiences are great. I love those experiences on the right movie, right? Absolutely. But uh, back at Blade Runner 2049, they eventually, they were very ashamed and eventually both left the theater. So there was something else going on too. I don't think it was just me and my yelling at them, but so they left. Then how did you yell at them? I was just like, hey, I said, hey, stop talking is what I said, but it was very loud and it was angry. So it was definitely a public chastising. They weren't. They weren't treating the movies with the proper cinematic respect. (laughs) (laughs) So there was another guy who was sitting next to us who had to go up, get up and use the restroom. And we noticed immediately as he was doing that, that he was wearing clothes such that his gut was hanging out. At which point I didn't feel super disgusted or anything. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, but I just kind of ignored it. Except that when he turned around, his sweatpants were like all the way down below his butt so we got to see that too uh and then he walked all the way down and then around the corner and then we heard uh like a urinating sound so he was well all we could figure was that he making stuff up no 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 all we could figure was he was urinating in the trash can that was near the entrance because about 30 seconds later he walks back in and then sits down again, which Carr and I both looked at each other and were like, did that really happen? <laughs> and then he gets up about 20 minutes later and does it again. This guy did it twice. Oh, well, it's a long movie. <laughs> it is. I mean, at that point, I, yeah. I was like, maybe that's not such a bad idea at about the two hour mark. <laughs> kind of get where this guy's coming from. <laughs> See, what he should have done was just snuck in a bottle of Welch's sparkling non-alcoholic white grape juice cocktail and <laughs> use that as the receptacle. Yeah. <laughs> I think we lost our uh, sponsorship deal just now. <laughs> well, yeah, because when you're done, nobody can tell the difference, right? <laughs> All right, now we lost it. <laughs> no, I don't mean taste-wise. I mean, like, sparkling? trying to be covert. <laughs> No, no, don't backpedal on this. It's too <laughs> and then finally at the show. Sorry, Welches. <laughs> we want you back. 
<laughs> it started out so well as an advertisement Ooh, for Welch's. Baby, give me one more chance. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, there were uh, two uh, older uh, older ladies. There's more to this story. There's more to this story. About Gosh. 30 minutes into the showing, there were two older ladies who walked into the theater. And it took them about, I think, five or six minutes to find a seat. Uh, they didn't know where they were going to sit. And they were discussing it the whole time. So, I mean, they walked up and down the aisles. And they were. it was actually kind of cute. And then they sat down. Looked at the right, screen. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty close in front of us. Yeah. And then about five minutes later, they got up and left. And so Car and I were like, they went into the wrong movie, didn't they? <laughs> it took them like five minutes to realize that <laughs> they weren't watching some other film. <laughs> what else was open during that time period? Now I got to know. 2017 in film. <clears throat> That's be the time I started watching Nell with my family instead of Richie Rich. Let's see. It could have been The Mountain Between Us with Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. But I mean, I guess you didn't know what movie you were seeing. Flatliners? Flatliners. That was the week before. American Made with Tom Cruise. Maybe the My Little Pony movie. (laughs) There's options here, is what I'm saying. Also has breathtaking visuals. You're right. (laughs) I mean, that's about it. Unless you think it was Brawl and Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, probably. I don't know if that was, maybe that was their type of movie. But at least that, <laughs> at least that part was kind of cute. Car and I thought that was, that was funny. But the rest of it, and all of this stuff is happening intermittently. So this didn't all happen, like, yeah, in right. the order I gave either. This stuff is all <laughs> happening over the course of two hours. So we got two done, and we were like, hours. yes, two and a half hours. And at the end of the movie, we were like, wow, that was by far the worst movie going experience we've ever had. Uh, and I guess the, uh, the end of that story is that karma kicked in and Kara got the best movie going experience she ever had, which is that a week later she went to go see a movie by herself and was the only person in the theater, which has never happened to me. She got to pick never her seat. To me yeah. It's always like so close. Like somebody walk in like five minutes into the previews, but I, uh, my brother and I have been the last person, people in the movie at the end of the movie, but not when it started. Oh, really? <laughs> that was the, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Oh, yeah. I can. It was, it yeah. was my brother and I and like, I want to say like two or three other people, but maybe it was like a couple and then a person. And uh, I was like, all right, well, we didn't, we thought we were going to get make it right. And then they wandered in during the previous. I was like, all right, fine. And then, like the uh, the end credits started to roll, and my brother and I looked around, and we're like, "We're the only people in here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine that. It's it's a challenging movie, I guess. If yeah, you don't know what you're getting, if you just went in for Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, where did, oh, where did I go? Honor Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger's memory. This is his final movie. <laughs> what the hell am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you only have to watch the first half of it, right? <laughs> Isn't that how it worked? No, he shows up. No, he shows up periodically, right? Oh, okay. I just I'm trying he's to remember. In, was he's it... in all the real world scenes, right? Oh, yeah. I just remember and there was different actors the, playing different parts or the same part. Worlds, right? That's when he gets played by. Yeah, right. Uh, it's like Johnny Depp, Colin Farrell, Jude Law, maybe something like that. Yeah, sounds right. So, yeah, I don't know what the worst movie going experience I've ever had is. Honestly, I think I've been pretty lucky. I've never had to yell at anyone. Never had anyone peeing on themselves. <laughs> well, he wasn't peeing on himself. 
Yeah, right. I know. But honestly, <laughs> probably the worst is right. Just like you're in a theater with a bunch of kids who can't settle down. Yeah. Yeah. But well, until this one, I wouldn't have been able to name my worst movie theater experience for the same reason. But it's all that came to us at once. I think I've told the Star Trek insurrection story before. Right. But I'll tell it again. It's 1998, May. We go to see Star Trek Insurrection. Me and my brother and my mom. And we go and uh, they run the previews and then like nothing happens. And after like a couple minutes, uh, you know, one of the employees comes out and says, we're having trouble with the print. Uh, we're getting a new one. It'll probably be 15, 20, 25 minutes. So if anyone wants a refund, you know, we're more than willing to let you have a refund. But if you want to wait, you can totally wait. And this large African-American gentleman just goes... I waited two years for this movie. I can wait 15 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I think the general consensus was everyone agreed with him. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like my worst and best at the same time. (laughs) It's not that often a, a, Large crowd of people just unanimously declares their patience together. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that probably about wraps it up for this edition of Go Basketball Sport, unless anyone had anything else. No, I think that's think that's about it. Did you finish up your chocolates? Uh, I'm still working on the on the white peppermint. Mainly because it turned out the other two were a lot slower going than I thought they'd be. <laughs> so uh Maybe my alter ego will find himself eating white peppermints. Oh, uh, exciting. <laughs> In a future alternate reality podcast. <laughs> you anything else, Paul? Are you okay? Uh, No. Were, were we going to do the, the thing? Yeah, we're just wrapping up this episode. Oh, okay. And then we'll do the, other, the thing as the second episode. We'll do the special. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did you tell Paul we might be doing two episodes? Yeah, I told him. Oh, okay, but, good. Well, oh, I, t- I texted him, but I don't actually know how often he reads his text, so he might have missed it. I, I do. I usually just, I guess I did. Yeah, I didn't realize it was two, two full, uh, full length episodes. This is good. We went, we really came up with some good uh, impromptu material. Yeah. Here. I mean, the minute I learned Boss Baby got an Academy nomination, it was like, well, we have to talk about that. We can't <laughs> not talk about that. Yeah, the public demands we, to know we can what we talk think. more more about it later too. Yeah, that's true. Maybe when we get Tony on, <laughs> Boss Baby retrospective. <laughs> the Boss Baby, ten years on. <laughs> I'm Alex Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the final form <laughs> of the Stephen Alec Alex. <laughs> That's the progression. I'm, yeah. I'm Tony <laughs> McGuire. <laughs> it's, it's like Hollywood Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Well, for another edition of the Gobesky Walls Report, my name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobesky, and we had with us our very special, very wonderful guest, Paul Wilcox. And uh, we, we hope to see you next time for our whatever we're doing next. <laughs> that's a good Whatever teaser comes right out there. after this could be uh could be about your favorite tv shows could be about mary marvel movie march madness could be could be anything <laughs> are we doing that this march you better believe it
Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskiWallaceReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GW Report, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. Okay. <laughs>